Santa, and I endorse this product or service. Santa's laughter mocks the poor, it's Christmas time again. You hear it in the songs of joy promoting fiscal gain. You see it in the crowd, it cars the plaster down the drain. Cause Santa's laughter mocks the poor, and here it comes again. Santa's laughter mocks the poor, it echoes in the night. And I can Welcome to a Bloatbusters Christmas special. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we'll be going all festive and jolly as we regale you with our reviews of some of the holidays and ours most popular films. And stay tuned for the end of the podcast where each of us will be revealing our naughty and nice list of Christmas films. And just to clear us up, naughty has no positive meanings whatsoever. <laughs> Not those kind of Christmas movies, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> Now, we won't be touching on Frosty the Snowman, or if you're in the UK, The Snowman. Or Rudolph the Red-Nosed <laughs> yeah. Reindeer, or The Abominable Snowman, yeah. whatever. All yeah. those, yes, American classic, blah, blah, blah. They're made for TV, they're not feature-length yeah. films. Yes. Yeah, so That's, it, I think, our main... And also, because this is Christmas-themed, yeah. despite the fact that they are always shown at Christmas in the UK, <laughs> we will not be discussing <laughs> Jurassic Park or The Great Escape. I'm just thinking of the Raptors. <laughs> with Santa hats on and that's making me smile right that, now. <laughs> that would have that, that probably would have made the film better as well if there had been a festive slaughter I uh, think yeah. <laughs> clever girl and Santa clever girl jingle jingle jingle, jingle. <laughs> it would have made dying less yeah I might chuckle while my intestines are being ripped out but Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm being eaten by the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and, pretending oh, to be Santa. And what did you say? The other one? And oh, the, yeah, the, the, the Great Escape. escape. Yeah, yeah. the classic <laughs> holiday hijinks of Steve McQueen. <laughs> yes, I mean I know Christmas is mentioned in The Great Escape, but mm. yeah, I still can't remember why they They're decided. Both, I don't that know. Was the They're Christmas both great film. escapist films. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not with the escape, you know, yeah. just where you go to escape. I don't know. All yeah. right, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong podcast if you're wanting to hear about those films at this point in yeah. time. Although I had to throw this in just mainly because my mother will kill me if I don't. Who's the greatest character in The Great Escape? The Forger. Let me come with you. I can see. I can see perfectly. All right. Sorry I'm for getting... the one inside joke. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. All right. All so right. Brian, what will we be starting off? I with think today? first on the docket is the much beloved. <laughs> Holiday classic, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes, and based on that intro, you would imagine that Brian is probably the one that doesn't quite like this film. Oh, it's a pile of horseshit. No. <laughs> yes, that, I don't think that's the case. No, I don't, and I think you might overestimate me a tad. <laughs> I will say I view it as a classic. In my mind, there are old classics, standards that I consider like the 1940s and the 50s. Yeah, uh, 60s, a lot of the black and whites, a lot of the quieter, slower-paced classic Christmas stories. Yeah. And then I think there are modern classics, which kind of started in the 80s to me. Yeah, each major this, generation this, gap. This yeah. uh, being, like, one of them for me. I know it's always shown in my house. It was always <laughs> in my household and many of my friends. It's always was on American television yeah. that time of year, ever since it's... Re- like first aired on TV since the TV premieres this yeah. every year and I will just say it's just one of those films you know the classic structure of we're going to celebrate this holiday or no celebrate what. whatever <laughs> and just things get worse and things get worse and you know you all know it 
Probably. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it now, let's face it, you're probably not going to watch it unless you're doing homework homework for a podcast. <laughs> yes. yes. Right, just, Paul? <laughs> just in case you didn't catch that thinly veiled poke there. Yes, I watched this. What is this? Today is Wednesday. I watched this on Monday. Yeah. Because so, I'd never seen it. And before. I will admit to a high nostalgia factor affecting my view of I, the film. I can definitely see that, yes. Okay, uh, much like... I believe we had the discussion on Goonies, probably not on the podcast, but yes, you know, yes, a, you had the very much. I have, you know, it's impossible to separate. Uh, maybe I have discussed it. Yeah. It sounds familiar, yeah, but uh, yeah, you, we have talked about this on the, off air uh-huh. <laughs> briefly, and, and just to go into it very quickly here, I thought it was all right. I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. see what most people see. Obviously, mm-hmm. the people that grew up watching mm-hmm. the film, I didn't see the great thing but it was definitely an alright film are, are you a fan of any of the other vacation films I with will... John Candy the original or the European or... I don't actually know how many of the vacations I've seen probably very little I've definitely not seen any other Chevy because Chase. they definitely in my mind get worse not better uh, <laughs> from there on from and, and Christmas Vacation being third in that line right but still I mean I, the original with them going to Wally World. I mean, I, I'm not trying to get into a vacation thing, no, but yeah. well, was, you know, with John Candy, and you can't beat John Candy. And, no, yeah, <laughs> not I, for a comedy. I, I was and, not uh, aware he was in it, so yeah, I might yeah. have to check that one out. It's worth seeing that. Um, <laughs> you'll have to watch 98 percent of it to see him. Okay, uh, but, <laughs> maybe I'll catch the last five minutes. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and Europeans a classic. But I still view this as a classic, even though there is a lot of poorly acted scenes. No, in my mind. No. <laughs> No, that's enough out of you, sir. I love the character of Cousin Eddie, as ridiculous as he is. I've I, seen the shitter uh, out in front. Shitter's full! Yeah. Come on. I, I, I did enjoy his character, I think mainly because he's played by one of the few characters I really enjoyed in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same guy who was like, I knew these aliens would come back he, for me. He, <laughs> yes, Cousin Eddie could have lived on as a crop duster, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, there are just a lot of classic scenes in, in it for me. I will say... If I pop it in, I did buy like the deluxe Blu-ray tin thing I had to buy. <laughs> oh, they have a little miniature yeah. eggnog mug, and they have fake snow in there, and there's ah, coasters and yeah, oh, not, tons not, of not stuff the for me. five dollar version. No, no, here. no. But even on that version, even on TV, I have no patience for the B storyline of the, Elaine from Seinfeld and the, the neighbors, the, the, the whole neighbors, neighbors yeah. being. I could go without that. There, I don't know. I just there was no point. There was no point to that storyline whatsoever, the, the other only... than their hijinks are causing other people misery as well. That's yeah. You could have one scene of that and not follow that. I don't need to see that storyline completed no. in any sense with the squirrel jumping on her face and no, you, well, the door. Actually, I was shut. going to say you could have got rid of them entirely, except for that scene where they're like, "I'm fed up of them doing this. I'm going mm-hmm. to complain," mm-hmm. and you would have got their entire B story right there. Yeah, because that's and, and I did enjoy when you know he asked, "Where are you going to fit a tree that size?" Bend over, I'll show you. Yeah, you got a lot of nerve talking to me that way. I wasn't I was talking, talking to you. you. <laughs> that I would like to see stay in. Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah. but yeah, that well, yeah kind of irks me every time. Yeah. Still love it. Still love when he goes on his rant. Still love the Jelly of the Month Club. I will order my Jelly of the Month Club t-shirt at some point <laughs> off of their website. Not, not to plug other people's websites, but uh, it's like Christmas Vacation Collectibles. Go check it out, people. They got a lot of great stuff on there if you love the movie. They eggnog mugs. Oh, yeah. Full size. Right. Yes. But uh, Cousin Eddie's dicky as well on there. Ah. Uh, who can uh, who can leave the door not wearing his dicky? 
But I think, I don't know. I've said my piece on it. I love it. Well, love it as a holiday movie. If I'm using my standards that we use on this podcast, I know we agreed to not do this, and I'm not going to do it for every film. I would rate it at about a minus five and a half. Okay, yeah. And Yeah, not not one of your favorites, but definitely one of your favorites. I mean, on a scale all the way down to minus 20 is completely unwatchable. (laughs) I'd say minus five and a half. Yeah, very, and very I can have so. feelings of minus three yeah. <laughs> during it, you know. But I think it holds up mostly. Yeah, and I know you were new to the experience. Yeah, very new. And as I said, I don't know if I can say I've watched another vacation film. You know, maybe when I was younger, I saw one, and I'm just not getting it in my head. But with this one, watching it, I sat down and I was like, you know, okay, I'm going to watch this. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast, and I started watching it. And there was not much really grabbing me. I mean, I thought, mm. obviously, they're going to get the tree. And it was like, you know, oh, it's just a road battle with the person. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, kind of getting this. And then they get the big tree. Where's it going to go? I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it was a lot of sort of, oh, that's, that's a nice idea <laughs> from me anyway. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the scene where he does finally lose it after getting the bonus of a subscription to the Jelly <laughs> yes. of the Month Club. Anyone looking for a last <laughs> present out there? I'll tell you what I really want. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Yeah. Shirley. <laughs> yes, one, one of the and best... And where's Cousin Eddie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the best endings to a big rant, I, yeah. I think. Because obviously you had the big rant, and the, the mm. question is always, like, how do you end it? Do you just have them just kind of collapsing into mm. a chair, like, oh, I'm down, or do you have them just leaving, ranting? But no, just the... Finally finishes the rant, turns with a smile, like, where's that Tylenol? <laughs> where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Yeah. For those of you in England, where's the Neurofen? <laughs> and yeah, it's just because you know it's building to that moment. It's yeah. like how much more can the guy take just with the relatives being there and this, yeah, everything going wrong. And... Yeah. I mean, one thing that did kind of make me smile as well, thinking about it now, when he's watching the films and I'd completely forgotten that he was sitting on the thing. So I, so I when I saw her going up, I was like, oh, he's going to be caught wearing the clothes and yeah. that wasn't the joke. It was, oh, he now fallen on his wife, full <laughs> yeah. straight down. That that was that was a good moment. I I do think the main failing for me on the film, not that the film is bad, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad film. Oh, you can. I'm oh, just okay. saying that it seems to focus quite heavily on sort of slapstick humor. Yeah. And as a general rule, I'm not really a fan of slapstick humor when it's just done as slapstick humor. Mm-hmm. I sort of witty slapstick humor. I'm more of a fan of like see kind of Monty Python type style well, yeah. type thing. They're, yeah, but just the like the slapstick of when he's in the in the attic and he's hitting the face with a plank, so he steps backwards. He's hitting the back with a plank, so he steps forward again, hitting the face <laughs> with the plank. Which <laughs> sideshow Bob would do in The Simpsons yeah. many years later. Now that now um, that is the thing of that's the appropriate yeah, funny venue. Then it's not funny, and then it's funny again. Like, yeah, that yeah. is what I prefer rather than like you know slap slap slap. Oh, okay. Like that. But it's also maybe, maybe it's a very right. touching movie moment where he's watching the home movies. Yeah, I, and with his uncle in there and his parents, and you know, and, yeah, it's got and good the, moments in yeah. it. It's, it does have some good acting in it from yeah. some of the people, and I, I guess maybe I just didn't because I didn't grow up in that type of mm-hmm. suburbia. Yeah, like the Christmas lights. I don't think we had many, if any, Christmas lights up on our house. We were going to see other mm-hmm. Christmas lights. We never had anything to that extreme. Well, like, and I don't know. I've never, you know, celebrated. I, I don't know how an English Christmas varies in what ways, <laughs> other than like 
superficial things like food and stuff like that. But right. as far as I can speak to the pressure, what that comment, what that movie speaks on is the pressure everyone feels to have a good time, to have a <laughs> successful time with your family, who a challenge yeah. presents a challenge to many of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, a lot of people identify with that, yeah. which is, I think, why most people love it. No, I, I get that. Although failing for me was most of these relatives come out of nowhere. They don't mention the relative before they turn up. It's like, oh, there's my brother-in-law. There's my aunt. <laughs> well, sir, if you've seen other vacation films, yes, you oh, know I, that some of them are not new. I, I, will, I will grant you that there's probably a backstory to most of these people mm-hmm. that I've not seen. Yeah. But it does kind mm-hmm. of... like For someone just seeing that film that is always on at Christmas... It does kind of come out of left field. It's like, wait a minute, who are these yeah. people that just turn up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lewis, me- Lewis has probably got to be my, other other than Eddie, my favorite relative, the old man with the cigar, if you are not from, if yeah, you don't remember so- the names, who burn his tree down. Yeah. It was ugly anyway. Yeah. But uh, I do have to say for the for the big fans of this movie out there, I got to tell you my favorite line, and you're, it's not even a line of dialogue by any of the characters. It's while the grandmothers, I believe, or, are sitting and watching... Well, sleeping while the parade is on. The yeah. holiday Macy's parade, Day. Macy's Day or whatever parade. And uh, you just hear the commentator saying the nutcracker or float or is coming along or something. And at the, it's the really strong wind and it's gusty. And at this point, I don't even see the nuts. And <laughs> there's like three seconds that go by. Oh, here they are. Here come the nuts. <laughs> and if you know what I'm talking about, I love you. Yeah. But it's like barely heard and it's probably my favorite right. line i don't it, i, I, I love it for its juvenile quality yeah. i love it just because of the enthusiasm of the commentator yeah. oh here they are here come the nuts uh, <laughs> you, you know that anyone that is commentating on something like that that's how they speak that they have to go like that no matter what it is they're, <laughs> they're yeah they're commentating on very slow moving traffic so they yeah. gotta embellish a little bit <laughs> But yeah, not even anything said by any other character. Second place is, oh, here's what's not. We're yeah. going to any, you know, the giant ball of Christmas lights. But I think I digest. <laughs> you digest? I digest. Okay. <laughs> I love speaking incorrectly. Right. All right. Uh, moving on, I think. Shall we tackle Scrooge, you say? Sure. Okay. Lead we'll this one off for us. All right. Scrooge, in case you don't know. And I wouldn't be surprised if some people don't, because I only found out about this maybe five years ago. Mm. I think it was one of those things that I happened to be walking into a store, and I saw, like, oh, this is on DVD. What What is this? It's uh, Bill Murray, mm-hmm. and it's Scrooge, and it's, you know, clear. Obviously, with the title like Scrooge, you know, it's a, a Christmas Carol story. And he is basically the head of this television company, and, you know, he is... Being a Scrooge, he's not obviously not the Scrooge, mm-hmm. but he's being a Scrooge, and they are showing a Christmas Carol on their station. They've got obviously the full costumed get up, everyone's doing it. He's not spending any time with his family, and he is being a Scrooge, as I can say. And so, being an asshole, yeah. And so, the people that he thinks are part of the show, being the ghosts actually get to show him mm-hmm. his family his background and you see a lot of stuff, like a good a good scene i actually like he is being shown by the ghost of christmas present yeah the people that he's not with and you know they're playing i can't remember what it's like you know it's not trivial pursuit but it's one of those trivia game thing 
and he's there in the background and it's like what's this and his nephew's just going like oh oh I know this oh and Bill Murray being Bill Murray in the background like it's this come on you know this I told you it's this what are you doing and it's got a, that actually had a nice payback at the end because obviously being Scrooge he ends up being a nice guy at the end mm-hmm. he goes on the live TV on the set to basically sort of give his I'm a better man now speech <laughs> and in the end he goes and for my nephew, and then he gives the answer to the trivia question. To, and you see, it's actually like, how the hell does he know that? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great moment. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, it's, it's just, I like it. It's one of my favorite tellings of A Christmas Carol. It, yeah, I, I will say, I know that sounds sacrilegious or blasphemous maybe to a lot of people to say that's also my favorite telling of A Christmas Carol. You know, George C. Scott. Yep. Good, good enough. <laughs> Great actor, yeah. Doesn't do it for me in that one. But this one, since I lean towards comedy and Bill Murray, I mean, who, I mean, let's face man crush. I'll admit for for the for the comedy bones, you know. Yeah. Not for the looks, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I will. You know, Bill Murray's misses are very few and far between. And, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I remember seeing this. I, I have a. Once a larger history again with this film, right? Much like Vacation, because I remember being young enough that I was scared shitless by the ghost <laughs> in the elevator because <laughs> when he opens, yeah, and, uh, that was one of the most frightening things my child eyes <laughs> had ever seen. <laughs> and of course, being Bill Murray, he goes for the second look. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love the movie. Great scene with Bobcat firing and trying to kill him. After he gets laid off, and yeah. just waskly wabbit trying to hunt him down. I love that scene. And also, another reason to love this movie is my 80s crush, Karen Allen. <laughs> kind of in the twilight of her hotness. Right. But, you know, Raiders and Starman. Just, you know, she was the female Gutenberg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything had Karen Allen. I, mean, I, I will say, talking of Raiders very quickly, one of the most annoying heroines in oh, the come <laughs> just, on. just Just solely based on the fact that all she is is a high-pitched person to kidnap. That is, uh, like, it's the voice in that film. That how dare sure you speak ill of Marion Ravenwood? <laughs> <laughs> I love Marion Ravenwood. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Anything else on Scrooge? I don't uh, know. No, I just say, as I said, you know, one of my favorite Christmas Cow things, the other one actually being a Muppet Christmas Cow, just because you've got Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I need to say. You have oh, Michael yeah. Caine in A Christmas Cow, yeah. and therefore is always a solid performance. Whether or not the script is any good, I'll leave it up to everyone else. But a solid <laughs> performance by Michael Caine. And, you know, can't fault Kermit. Miss Piggy, I can. Kermit, I can't. <laughs> yeah. No Karen Allen, is she? Yeah. Yeah. It's moving right along. Uh, what sh- I'll leave it up to you. What shall we tackle next here, sir? All right. Well, personally, I think now we should probably go into maybe the Home Alone. Home Alone, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, would you like to lead this one off? Sure, again? okay, uh, I'll lead this one off. Home Alone, obviously the Christmas film where the boy is left behind. Mm-hmm. It's Our second John Hughes script, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and obviously everyone knows now that, ah, uh, yeah, mm. fighting the burglars as they come in and... 
I like the film because of the two burglars. Everyone else, with the exception of, obviously, John Candy again making mm-hmm. uh, an appearance and just being the typical sort of happy-go-lucky yeah. big guy without the sad story that is given mm-hmm. in Plain Trains and Automobiles, it actually could kind of be the same guy, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, the two burglars were my favourite part of this. Not Kevin's interaction with them, just them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I liked seeing what happened to them. Macaulay Culkin, I think this was at the point where he was still young enough to be doing all these things, and then I think he kind of pushed it a bit too much. I think Home Alone 2 was going a bit... Uh, I going can't a believe bit they got him back himself. for what? Did, he did just the two? He did Three two. was someone else. Three was someone else. Yeah. Four <laughs> was someone else. Five was someone wow, else. Wow, they bled that rock to... Uh, I, I even watched four because French Stewart was in it, and I went... That's a reason to watch that, something... That, it was on TV. I saw French Stewart and I was like, I'll give this a shot. After about 10 minutes, I changed the channel. <laughs> it was like... As, yeah. I, I went into it thinking that, you know, well, maybe I saw Summer 3 and thought it was bad. And so I saw 4 and I thought, well, How maybe. bad are these parents? Why are they not? <laughs> Why is this kid not in protective custody? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's leaving their kids alone at Christmas, for God's sake. I mean, at least in the first two Home Alone films, it's genuine mistake even though the first one is still it's still a highly implausible yeah. Yeah. idea or it's, concept well especially now the second one there's no way a kid could get on the wrong plane at Christmas how did he find a seat <laughs> at Christmas to New York I don't know I don't know how did they find a seat to New York anyway so yes so three was terrible and sort of 10 minutes of four, and it was like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to bother with five. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, does that exist? <laughs> Tell me that doesn't exist. I, I swear five exists. I've... It came out a couple of years ago, I think. I know that you might now be rushing to IMDb. I am IMDb this right now, folks. I will find out for you. I am absolutely certain there was a five that came out because when I realized there was a five that came out, it was just... Five is returning no resort or no results. Home Alone, the holiday heist. Is that considered five? I I believe that is the one 2012. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Ed Ed Asner. Hey, all right. I I saw... Is he the child now? (laughs) Is it it about someone that leaves him at an old folks home and he gets left behind? Now I that know. I'd want to see. <laughs> it's the like Abe Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. make Home Alone, <laughs> but with in, Abe an, Simpson. O- in a retirement home where they everyone leaves and goes home, and then he wakes up in his bed and he's the oh. only one there. And the plus side, people with Alzheimer's <laughs> will be able to enjoy this film over and over. <laughs> oh, <I'll> tasteless <laughs> humor for the podcast. <laughs> My deepest apologies, Phil. <laughs> But you won't remember me saying this. Oh, yeah. But uh, if you have relatives, you will, and you will uh, just send everything to Paul's email. And, yeah. <laughs> send your my death threats to him. All right. I do not have as warm, gushy feelings for this film. As I like it fair enough. Either. Even seeing it when I was younger, see, it's 1990. I probably saw it a couple of years thereafter. Maybe 93, something like that. But still, between the ages of like 10 and 12, I saw it. Right. Slightly amused. Even at that age, I thought many parts were pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, Oh, very much so. It's a tower defense 
movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's dread, but more watchable, <laughs> but funnier and yeah. intentionally funnier. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> uh, it's funny parts, but not, not as visually stunning. No, maybe. no, not as much. But uh, everything else, not as much 3D drug use. <laughs> yeah, but I will say the one thing that I took away from Home Alone, even the first time I watched it, I wanted the black and white film that he watches. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch that. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I thought that looked like a better film than Home Alone. Did. I, I enjoyed the storyline with the old man and his backstory yeah. and seeing that through. I thought that was okay. I I did want to go back to a quick cast shout out if we can back up to Scrooge again. Sure. Carol Kane as the Ghost of Christmas Present, who is a comedy <laughs> legend. Yeah. I just needed to be a terrible error to not mention her. You know her from <laughs> yeah. The Princess Bride. You know her from tons of things. Yeah. But she's just a comedy legend, and I just want to bring that up real quick. Please. But uh, Home Alone, yes. Okay, Micro Machines. Okay, Hot Doorknob. Okay, <laughs> Tarred and Feathered. And uh, God, it's so repetitive for me. Yeah. I would say I would not watch if it was on TV now. I might I've gotten my I use out of it. it. Yeah. And the sequel, I unfortunately saw. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is... I've seen this movie, but it's in New York yeah. now. <laughs> a change of setting. Yes, but not plot whatsoever. Yeah. And you can't blame John Hughes for that one, because it was only characters yeah. based on John Hughes. I do, I do find yeah. it odd with the Home Alone sequel. It's like, why? I'm sure they give an explanation in the film, but did it have to be the same villains again? <laughs> like, it's like, they, they've he's somehow gone across, it seems a fair distance, to New York, and that happens to be where they are now Now, you could have gone with different villains although I will say the saving grade for me of Home Alone 2 Pesci's good you know Pesci's good and Tim Curry as the concierge of the hotel Uh, yeah, Tim mm-hmm. Curry, pretty much anything he's in, I'll watch him. I, yeah, that made me... I was able to stomach the film because of Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sit well in my stomach. No. <laughs> I had some indigestion. Yeah. One other thing is I am deathly afraid of spiders. Very manly, I know. But yeah. you might understand why that's another reason to hate Home Alone. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I can... Like, I'm about to get goosebumps thinking about it. Let's move on. Move it on. Home Alone. All right. Done. How about How the Grinch Stole Christmas? How Dr. the Seuss's. Grinch Stole Christmas. Dr. Um, Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Dr. Seuss. I know okay. we said we were only going to talk feature length. I think we can make an yeah. exception for this one. Yes, yeah, specifically because the one following this will be The Grinch. The Grinch. The Jim Carrey one. Uh, so, in, yeah. <laughs> so, to start with then, so that we can get an understanding of your viewpoint on The Grinch, let's start with the short one. So, okay. I'm assuming, again, growing up in America, you would have seen it okay, on television. Yeah, quick backstory. I was read lots and lots of Dr. Seuss as a child. Um, right. As are many of my generation yeah. were. I know I was read... Some. Okay, and favorite, by the way, Red Fish, Two Fish. Or One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. Okay. I can't believe I screwed up the title <laughs> of my favorite Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> it's not Green Eggs and Ham, which is many people's favorite. That'd be number two. But, uh, yeah. So, that history of the love of that world, of right. Dr. Seuss, of the rhyming, of the imagination. Just the uniqueness and ingenuity that those stories brought. Yeah. Always with a lesson that was easy, easily palatable for a young child. Yeah. But still life lessons you need to learn. Yeah. 
Yeah. So going into that, you know, my love for How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, the, the short, I don't know, it's runtime, I don't know, a half hour plus, some yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, half hour to 40, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah, somewhere around there. But, you know, watched it, I think watched it in grade school, like every year at Christmas, I, like, teachers would play it or something, you know. Yeah. And just well, that, that would happen. Yeah. thing and take a nap. <laughs> I'm sure they were, looking back, I'm sure they were hungover or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Let's I, show the kids the that, Grinch. That is the John Mulaney thing. Like, don't you have to teach tomorrow? <laughs> I'll just show a video. That's what that was for. Yeah. That was, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so watched it tons, and I just love it. It's classic animation, which I love. Right. Um, I love the hand-drawn. Yeah, always good. The animation. Animation. Good. Not necessarily the story, but yeah, that just always works for me. It's just well told. It's short. <laughs> Easily watch short is often for, the best. So obviously, yeah, if you have children or something, you know, you don't have to sit them down for two hours. It's 35 yeah. minutes and it's done or whatever it is. And... I don't know that. Other than that, you know, you all know the story, so I don't need to go about, you know, hey, yep. it's the Grinch, and he's a jerk, and he's going to learn the importance of sharing and giving and it's, not being a jerk. <laughs> it's kind of a Christmas cow without the ghosts. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you got the dog with the reindeer ears, and which is fantastic. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. Well, uh, so I love that one. Well, I, I, again, this is one that I didn't see growing up, because I think it's uh, very stereotypically American, the Grinch has stole Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. thing like, not to say that I mean, it might have been shown mm-hmm. in the UK, but I, I wasn't watching it. I saw it when I was older, and again, I'm going to assume the nostalgia factor there is probably a big draw for a lot of people just because it's always on at Christmas in America. I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. I, again, will, as you said, the animation, solid, very solid, mm-hmm. and I wasn't too into the songs that were mm-hmm. in it. Uh, my wife is a, is a big Grinch fan. So she's very into the songs, like the You're a Mean One, or You're a Rotten One, whatever the song is. You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. So she loves those, and I've heard them fairly often. And. Yeah, go on. Anyway. It's fantastic. So, yeah, so, yeah, I wasn't as much a fan of it, and I think I would say everyone should see it at least once. Just yeah. to have seen and, it, as I said, as we've yeah. said, solid animation. And a quick correction: it is only twenty-six minutes long. Oh, so. <laughs> even shorter. And another reason is Boris Karloff as the narrator. Yeah, yeah, I could not fault the narrator <laughs> in that film. Yeah. Well, yeah, so with with our backstory on um, how the Grinch stole Christmas, let's mm-hmm. quickly move into the Grinch. That's uh, the two thousand, I believe. <laughs> Jim Carrey as the Grinch, the abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Who can guess? I love this movie. Uh, no, I feel it was a travesty. Right. I feel it shit all over that nineteen sixty six film. <laughs> And she did it with pleasure. Ah. And I, I'm going to go on record. I hate these long version adaptations of oh, the Dr. Seuss. Okay. The Dr. Seuss in particular. Are you telling shorts. me right now that you did not like the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat? No. And I <laughs> hate the women that made me go and watch that. Oh. Because my friend and I, Dustin, if you're listening, we wanted to go see Elf. That was out at the time, okay. playing because there were two Christmas movies playing at that time, and you had Elf, <laughs> and, and you had the Grinch, and the Grinch, and, and wait, was that was 
Yeah. You were just no, no, no. Cat in the hat. hat. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. Two Christmas. I hmm. me no function well beer without. Uh, <laughs> but yes. So the cat in the hat. And oh, we want to see cat in the hat. So of course we did what the ladies wanted to do, and right. that is the last time they get to make the film <laughs> because we will get to the other later. Right. But no, cat in the hat did not work for me. Okay. Those stories are short are short for a reason. You do not need to adapt them. King Kong. While we're on the subject. It did not need to be four and a half hours long and have an a movie in itself of giant bugs attacking people yeah. and attacking Gollum and, <laughs> just, and T-Rexes. Yeah, and T-Rexes and all that. You know, I think a story needs to be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. If, if you can tell it in ten minutes and it's a good story, like we made the point on that Disney short, didn't need to be a second shorter or no. a second longer. It was a well-told story. Yeah. And even without the dialogue, again, just yeah, really good but time. you know, I don't see why did it need to be made? Right. Why did we need a ninety-minute version or whatever of how the Grinch stole Christmas? Okay, he's gonna steal the Christmas from the Who's, and then he's gonna give it back. The end. <laughs> <laughs> why do we need all of this character development into all of the Who's? And to all these little character affectations. Yeah. And then Jim Carrey just being Jim Carrey where he didn't need to be Jim Carrey. <laughs> and you needed an animation, not him. <laughs> yeah. He could have been, it could have been The Grinch, The Mask, Part 3, or whatever. It just, I don't know. I know there are people out there that like it. I know there are kids out there that like it, and you can't fault the kids for liking it. Nope. But I think if you're past a certain age... <laughs> I would expect more out of my films. All right. That is my take. Okay. <laughs> I will pass the ball to you. All right. Well, I will start this by saying it is my wife's favorite Christmas film. I'm so happy she's not here right now. <laughs> I will say that like she really enjoyed the Jim Carrey doing The Grinch, mainly because he took the bit where he's singing, and he's doing the You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, and mm-hmm. I think her favorite line is the I wouldn't touch you with the 15 and a half football like, you know, yeah. it's like you know a slightly more sort of louder and just more everything version of the song than was in The Grinch at Double Christmas I'm sort of conditionally on this film I don't hate it but I do hate the Who's in the film. Christine Bransky <laughs> and like Molly Shannon, I believe. See, I've got nothing against the actors and actresses that play the Who's because I know they can do well. I just don't like the characters of the Who's. Maybe it's just that they're too so you, Christmassy if, <laughs> and everything's so jolly and festive. And so if they make a feature-length version of Horton Hears a Who, you won't be going to see that. <laughs> Probably not, no. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. I I did enjoy Jim Carrey as a Grinch, mainly because I enjoy Jim Carrey just doing Jim Carrey. I prefer it if he I'm does. shaking my head. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know you can't hear that. <laughs> I prefer it if he's doing Jim Carrey and it's more along the lines of let's say uh, Ace Ventura mm-hmm. or if he's then going the serious route of say The Truman Show mm-hmm. I enjoyed him in The Truman Show mm-hmm. I enjoyed him doing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind one of my favorite films of all time <laughs> and that is what Jim Carrey needs to be doing because I think I don't know if it's his handlers, himself, the decisions he's making, but I think he had so much more to offer than the mask type stuff. Even though Ace Ventura is still, I, I love, I love Ace Ventura. Yep. Second one, yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just I think he's capable of more, and he's shown he's capable of more yeah. through the Truman Show and 
even the majestic which wasn't a success but right. i still i think it has its moments and yeah. like i said eternal sunshine just absolutely beautiful and plays the anti jim carrey t- character yeah uh, i mean that's well. left to like kate winslet to play the jim carrey <laughs> character but yeah i could go on and on about that All movie right. but i don't know for someone that slammed the slapstick in vacation now i the gri- i mean jim I, carrey is 100 percent slapstick i w- <laughs> i will say that most of the reason why i like it is the slight meta things that they do every now and again like when he's trying to scare cindy Who. And she's just like, I would like to invite you to this thing. Like, I would like to invite you to this thing. And how he just turns the camera and gives the kid today. So the sense dive with violence on television. <laughs> and then straight back into being a Grinch. Maybe and, I could take another look at it. I don't know. I mean, it's just... I think I'm one and done on that no, one. No, but... yeah. I, I would just say there's a couple of bits in there where he's, he's either doing the meta thing or like you know, they do the, the racism joke. Of uh, like taxis, it's because I'm green, isn't it? <laughs> Just, uh, like, yeah, th- those little bits that he throws in for the Grinch. That's uh, what I like. Main, I think it's mainly because I, as I said, I wasn't really a fan of the Grinch that stole Christmas. So like that, maybe this whole thing for me was kind of doomed to failure because I didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't like the yeah. the Who's and I didn't like the original yeah. cartoon. But I, at least, you know, when I went to see it, I actually feel like this. Halfway through seeing it for the first time, I threw up. I wasn't feeling well. I ended up throwing. Up I wanted to <laughs> many times. <laughs> Right, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't get to see all of The Grinch until about three years after it came out. I only saw the first half of it. Yeah. But, yeah. I'd equate it to there's a song you love when you're a kid, and then you you have your musical taste, and then you kind of stop listening to new music at a certain point with a few exceptions and uh, then some idiot remakes that song <laughs> and, and you want to murder them. You have Madonna's American Pie. You know, uh, just shit all over Don McLean. I mean, leave the guy alone. He had one hit. <laughs> Come on now. But that's how I kind of equate it to. That's, you know, because it held a special place in my heart. So, in essence, I got to give it a little bit of a pass because it was pretty much doomed to failure yeah uh it had very small window of success probably for me right but it widely missed yeah. <laughs> that window right. yeah I, I will say for me it's one of those ones of if it's on tv and there isn't anything else worth watching on like i've not found another film i want to see or a tv show i'll leave it on i'll probably be doing something else i'll probably look up every every time there's a bit that i know jim carrey will Make mm-hmm. me laugh as the Grinch, mm-hmm. and then like that, that'll be it. It's background mm-hmm. noise for me okay. for the most part. <laughs> All right. Well, I quickly want to uh, go into a Christmas story, and I, I want to do this quickly, even though this I know a lot of you will feel deserves more time. My podcasting partner has not seen this film. I would like him to see this film. I will. Uh, we I will. were I, uh, I weren't clear enough on all of our homework. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really have a well defined idea yet of everything we wanted to discuss so it's a classic set in 1940s made in early 80s you all know the story it's going to be running for 24 hours every year on tbs and just remember you'll shoot your eye out (laughs) and ho 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 it's and the leg lamp i I called it i told paul earlier before we started i referred to this i'm sure other others of you did as well as the leg lamp movie in my childhood (laughs) i don't know what that says about me i don't know what (laughs) 
much like Ralphie's fascination when he runs his hand up the thigh and his mother slaps it away. <laughs> but that's what I called it. I didn't know what it was even called. And, of course, the O-Fudge moment. We all remember that. So I just wanted to throw my love out to that movie. It's probably, I would say, top two favorite Christmas films of okay. all time. Maybe I should have made that top three because I just thought <laughs> <laughs> Top three easily. My tops vary on my movie, yeah. but... I just wanted to cover that quickly, and we'll get Paul to watch that and get his yeah. thoughts in a later podcast, possibly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just to make sure you remind me, and I'll get that out. Of course, I would not, <laughs> as I write it down <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> Give yourself a tattoo. Extra story. I, will be, I am the guy from Memento. We know that. <laughs> Who am I? Did I kill my wife? I don't know. Spoiler! Uh... <laughs> no. Well, now it is. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Or not. <laughs> hey, the movie's been out for like 15 years or 10 years or whatever. Yeah, you I, I, seen. I think the statutes of limitations have been passed. You should know how much we both love Christopher Nolan. So, yes, uh, yeah. everything is fair game on that front. All right. So, yes, we've covered the Grinch. And moving into maybe, uh, how about The Nightmare Before Christmas? Even no. though yeah. it kind of is multi-genres. Yeah. Uh, it kind of covers many genres. It covers... Horror, kind of. Yeah. Covers animation. Covers yeah. Halloween films. Yeah, we, um, we did have the brief discussion earlier of whether or not it should be included. And we came to the decision that it is a Halloween film and a Christmas film very much. So, obviously, Halloween first, then Christmas. Mm-hmm. As the plot of the yeah. film actually goes. Yeah. But it is heavily a Christmas film at the end. And definitely worth mentioning, despite the fact that and most it's... people don't seem... Like, most television shows don't... Shows, most television stations don't mm-hmm. seem to clock on to the fact that it's yeah. also a Christmas mm-hmm. film. <laughs> they <laughs> don't bother with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, someone who I love both of those holidays and for different reasons, it's, yeah. it's the story of, or the journey of Jack Skellington from loving Halloween to not understanding the idea of what Christmas is. Yeah. And to wanting to do Christmas despite the fact that he doesn't mm-hmm. understand it. Yeah. And it's like I said, I'm I'm a I think we're both we both love animation. Yeah. And I think we're Good both animation. on board with Tim Burton <laughs> most of the time. Yep. When yep. he's not remaking things with Johnny Depp <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I'll I'll speak on for myself there. We're gonna have a Tim Burton podcast at some point here, I'm sure. Which will obviously turn into a Tim Burton Johnny Depp podcast, but Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, can you separate the two? But yeah, 90% of it will be that. Yeah, just wanted to quickly mention Nightmare Before Christmas. At the very least, an honorable yeah. mention, as it were. Yeah, then. 1993, one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater. That yeah. and The Lion King were the first yeah. two. So, good, yeah, good first a special two place. Films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and both animation. It yeah. probably played a big role in developing my love for the animation, and especially that style. Well, I mean, they're two completely different styles, Disney yeah. and Tim Burton. But seeing Tim Burton's world in animation, you know, his twisted, the twisted trees yeah. and the gangly characters and stuff, it's it's just a beautiful movie and it's a great story. Uh, I will just say very quickly by now, obviously, we'll probably bring it up in the Tim Burton podcast that we eventually have, but I would say by the time he got to Court Bride, it's almost become kind of like a cliche joke. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that, but not nearly to the level yeah. of this. And it's, it's, it's a classic and... 
obviously see it. What the heck are you doing if you haven't seen it? But I'm sure you have. Yeah, I'm sure someone old enough to be able to get this podcast has watched uh-huh. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And I think we should probably cover here Miracle on 34th Street. Um, yeah. I, obviously. A couple of the incarnations. <laughs> yeah, obviously there are several incarnations. Brian has seen the 1940-something. I believe it's 47, yeah. Film version of it, the original, as it were. I have seen the furthest back I've seen is 1950-something, possibly 53, 55. Yeah. The TV one, the one that was 46 minutes, and very quickly going over, as you said before, if it can be done as a short story, then sometimes that's good. I think, to me, based on the ones I've seen, this is almost a definitive one because it gets the entire story across the story that was padded out so well in the one that featured the lovely Matilda, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mara Wilson. And I don't know what it was about that film, but that one, I think, was the first time I saw Miracle on 34th Street. And I can't blame Richard Attenborough. He does well as an old man, as he yeah. really has done for several films. But it really plods on. And it's like, which is something a Christmas film really yeah. shouldn't do. And then this film is the 50s film I really enjoyed because you've got the old man who is claiming to be Chris Kringle the actual Chris Kringle and then you get into the legal ramifications of it there's the whole like you know oh we need to get rid of him we're gonna you know we're gonna commit I I will say first time it was a pretty inventive idea and storyline and definitely something that hadn't been done before yeah Um, very uh, very clever verifying (laughs) Chris Kringle's identity and especially to you know for a child I will say that going into it, like the TV film, the 46 minute long one, the way that they go about the Chris Kringle character is brilliant because you never actually know at the end whether he is or isn't the real Chris Kringle. They're obviously leaning towards he isn't, he's just a nice guy, but there's several things in it that think, you know, maybe he is and he's actually quite manipulative. And then you have a couple of very quick scenes of he sharing his bedroom with the guy who is trying to get with the woman of the picture. They're in the same bedroom, he goes to turn the light out, and the guy said, oh no, I'm going to answer the age-old question that has puzzled everyone. Does Santa sleep with his beard? Up or down? And I had to say before seeing that film that had never crossed my mind. But yeah, it's a lot of really good little things like that. And then, of course... The way that they dealt with the court case, they had it over relatively quickly, Mm -hmm. especially compared to the bloody Wilson one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, their whole, like, in God we trust circles on the dollar bill, whatever. The way that they deal with this one is that they just have the guy bring in every single letter that's addressed to Santa, and they're like, okay, we've brought this all in, this is every bit of mail addressed to Santa, the US government has said this guy is Santa Claus Mm -hmm. and the judge is so happy for this to be over because he's going for re-election and they they even have a quick joke in there of the guy saying like if you say that this guy isn't Santa Claus then you've got a whole thing if you say Santa Claus doesn't exist you have this whole thing and no one you'll only have two votes the governor and then as he's leaving the room he says one the other guys are Republican <laughs> and then they walk out like, I don't know why that's in there but I maybe I chuckle know. a little bit <laughs> and then at the at the end he's so happy that this is all on it's like if the US government says that this guy's Santa Claus I say Santa Claus case closed bang <laughs> it's mm. like no, it's yeah. not this oh we say in God we trust well we trust in a God we must trust that this man is Chris Kringle that is a bad judge bad judge <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad movie judge even <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've only seen the 1947, and I don't know we need to get moving, but quickly, it's not one I've seen in years. I have decent enough memories of it. Good enough film, it's not going to... I mean, once again, I think generational, perhaps. Yeah, Even though there are old films I still really, really, really love. Older being 40s, 50s, and even a couple silent, if we're going way back. But uh, uh, well, I, <laughs> I, I even say the original Scarface is much better than the <laughs> remake yeah, myself. So. A discussion for another yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's uh, you know Edmund Gwen, don't really know him from anything else, and then Maureen O'Hara, which uh, a couple other things that I can come to, my, come to mind for, for her. But yeah, I mean, like I said, that's about all there is to say for me. Uh, decent enough, I know it's a lot of people's favorite. Going to see it on this time of year on AMC and probably... Well, a lot of different little movie channels. You know, sit down and watch it with the family. It's it's a good enough movie. That's my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'd not say... wowed and I'm not disappointed. Yep, we're seeing once at least. Yeah, definitely. Pretty much just don't watch <laughs> don't watch the Mario Wilson version. Nothing against Mario Wilson. Just don't watch that one. He watch hates something Mario else. Wilson. <laughs> I do not, I do not, so I swear. I, I, you, you don't understand. Mario Wilson actually has a bit of a reputation for getting her own back at some of these people. I do not hate Mario okay. Wilson. Alright, let's <laughs> <laughs> I think before we end uh, with a bang, uh, let's run through quickly. I think some that are spoiler alert going to be on our naughty list. Okay. Um, run through a couple of crappers here. Uh, <laughs> jingle all the way. <laughs> uh, we, we can we can bunch all these together yeah, real quick. We eight, can do a whole podcast on jingle. Eight all the way. crazy, eight crazy nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the Santa Claus I'm going to throw in there. I don't know. Uh, may not, maybe the, not for you. The original the one original. was a good idea, and I didn't hate the film. Yeah. The sequels weren't necessarily neat. Yeah. Definitely going too far. Another think, Home Alone problem there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have this one written down, but Fred Claus. You know. Yeah, sorry, Vince Vaughn. Sorry, Vince. No. 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 <laughs> no one cares about Chris Kringle's brother or whatever. You were. I don't care. Watch about 20 minutes Something of that. Something like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, drink all the way. Of course, The Governor and Sinbad. Who doesn't love Sinbad? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> me, me, me. I don't. I don't know if I've even seen him in anything else. <laughs> I think that's the only film I've seen Sinbad in. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. Th- I know I've seen him in other things, but, but I've yeah, blocked yeah. those memories. <laughs> and yeah. They fight over a toy for an hour and a half. Great movie. Uh, <laughs> wow, that actually is the plot. <laughs> it is. I want it for my kid. I want it for my kid. Yeah, he, he first fights with his neighbor about it, and then he fights with his Sinbad character. That's Which just... uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would take care of in two seconds in a real store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pow, you're done. My toy. E- uh, movie well, even, over. Ag- even against the legendary <laughs> Phil Hartman. Just whack, mine. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Eight Crazy Nights. Really excited for this film at the time. <laughs> Right. I was a big Adam Sandler fan then. Yeah. That was kind of the beginning of the end for me with him. Right. Voicing a lot of the, most of the characters, I believe. And most of them sounding the same to me. <laughs> they sounded I mean, like Adam Sandler. If you listen to his comedy albums in the early 90s, which I loved, and my friends and I still quote, because that's what we were listening to in our bedrooms at low volume so our parents wouldn't hear that we were listening to a parental advisory album. Yeah. And, you know, that fucking goat, you know, that stuff. And, and a piece of shit car and you know <laughs> some people know what I mean but it was that humor at a later time and it was just silly voices and it was I don't know like the little old man and yeah, it was <laughs> it was dretch and yeah. I can't believe I sat through the whole movie I hate not finishing films and I wish I would have <laughs> turned that off. I think I rented it or something for like a dollar at the video store at the time. The video, yes, I said video store. <laughs> I got the big old black block. <laughs> put it in the VHS. VCR. 
<laughs> and watch that. Yeah, I saw the first 20 minutes of it mm-hmm. and changed the channel. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I know technically that it refers to Hanukkah, but it's a holiday film. It, yeah, we, and, that, that was another one we said, you know, <laughs> it is a winter holiday film based around about the same time as Christmas. Yeah. We can let it slide. Then, Especially yeah. just to mention that we didn't like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> and real quickly, I think just because it is regarded as one of the best, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> yes, Brian? Should I, shall I go first? <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> so you can burn me at the stake here in a minute. Uh, just, just a full warning, again, a slight inside joke. Mother, if you're listening, you might want to skip ahead about two minutes. Cover your ears. No, it's not going to be that bad. But <laughs> not as bad as it However, I will go with however. Right. Uh, the most overrated <laughs> holiday film of all time. I will actually agree with you in that it is overrated. I as far say... as, and I'm talking the creme de la creme, the premier holiday classics. I'm not saying, like, oh, it's, you know, Home Alone is better. That's why not what no, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying... For what is it regarded as now, to this day, <laughs> the most overrated holiday film ever. It's a nice story. It's a good, decent enough yeah. film. Uh, it you is got a guy a that film. sees the air of his ways. Yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm showing my life. It's, you know, it is a wonderful life. Every time it is wings, it is Shut up, kid. Yeah, it's almost like it's a Christmas... It's too preachy. Yeah, it's almost like a Christmas cow if there was a ghost of Christmas even more past. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, well, let's... Let me show you someone else whose life was kind mm-hmm. of been yours if you hadn't been yeah. born or something. And yeah. I love Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I love Jimmy Stewart. One of my favorite actors of that generation. Yeah. And like I said, I don't hate the film. I just think for holiday standards, holiday classics, it is overrated. It belongs among the list of good films of that generation, yeah. of his, um, good of Jimmy Stewart yeah. movies. Yeah. But there's, to there's me, no I do not see pedestal. the hype. I don't, I don't <laughs> see the pedestal exactly. That's fine for people that do. I'm once again send your hate mail to Paul. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, just because no. I'm the only one checking no. the emails. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, yeah. Send it to the Blockbuster email, of course. <laughs> you know, or if you agree, hey, you know, I'm sure there's some people that agree out there, no, but. Probably. I just wanted to touch on that. Like I said, do not hate the film. I just yeah. want to reiterate that. I am yeah. not a hater of It's a Wonderful Life. I like the movie. Right. Just like I said, you know, yeah. holiday standards. Yeah. It is uh, a good, nice film. So we might be on the same page yeah, here it, after all. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that I'm, I wasn't saying I was on a different page. I was just yeah. warning the one person. You're just I trying to save face with mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see it either that it's this big. I do think it's overrated in that Mm -hmm. sense. It is overly preachy. So overly (laughs) preachy. I get it. I get it. Be decent to people. I got it. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Bad Santa, we can touch and go, not familiar with. You're not a Billy Bob fan. I think hot and cold for me with him. And I think it was a... With not a lot of Christmas movies coming out in recent years, at least good ones that aren't (laughs) premiering on ABC Family. Yeah. (laughs) Like The Mistletone. Yeah, or (laughs) Santa Baby. Whatever. I thought it it was good enough. I just like seeing that kind of character, the curmudgeoned, fed up with life kind of guy who has his heart touched by a 
kid. And for that reason, I think it's a decent enough movie. It's definitely not in my rotation. It's not something I'll probably ever yeah. buy. Even in the $5 bin, I'll... Mm. Eh. But I might give it another chance yeah. just because, like, Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. I, as a general rule, I'm not a fan, but yeah. there are some roles of his that I like, so I, I'd be willing to give it another mm-hmm. go just to, yeah, just, uh, uh, just to give it fair. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to mention that, and I believe, are yeah. we ready to, yeah, I say we head into the last one, which uh, is Elf, <laughs> <laughs> the Wolf Owl comedy yes. Christmas. Attempt and the, uh, uh, in my opinion, the most successful modern. I'm not just speaking financially. No. Uh, in what they set out to do, make a modern film classic, modern Christmas classic. Yeah, which is what I regard it as. It has forever earned that holiday rotation. Right. And I was just listening to Mark Maron's podcast today, his What the Fuck podcast, right. which is a wonderful podcast, by the way. <laughs> but he was... Uh, Not his, to plug his, other people's No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, maybe someday he could be oh, plugging ours. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> As I come back down to earth here. Uh, no, Wake he, up, Brian. Wake he, up. Was, he was inter- interviewing John uh, Favreau, which was, of course, the director of Elf. Right. And they briefly talked about the film, and he said that was his happiest memory, or his, the thing he's most proud of is that what they set out to do um, has happened. Like, right. the expectations, he's like, like kind of went that way, and he's, he's so proud that it's like a holiday tradition now for so many families. Right. And he's like, that was incredibly important to him. So uh, If he's remembered for <laughs> nothing else. And that was really, good. like, what opened the doors for him. You know, they talked about, like, he was director at, and that was, I believe, the first major film he directed, other, that he had right. not, not his material. But, uh, yeah, just... I know you are not the biggest, <laughs> uh, in, not in the Will Ferrell camp, not the biggest you know, fan. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I will say I am. Will Ferrell doing comedy, doing the full comedy about like Talladega Nights, mm-hmm. Anchorman, stuff like that. I, I don't get it myself. Yeah. It's not my style of humor. My favorite Will Ferrell film is the one film where he's not doing any of that. Casa de mi padre? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> no, it is one that for some reason is... Escaping my mind. It's, it's the one <laughs> memorable where, experience, was it? <laughs> it's the one where he is playing a guy who it turns out is the character in a book that someone else is writing. Stranger than fiction. Stranger yeah. than fiction. Thank yep, you with very Maggie much. Maggie Gyllenhaal and one, yeah, uh, no, yeah and one Thompson. of my favorite Will Ferrell films, and probably you know favorite films in the past ten, fifteen yeah. years. Right. Uh, uh, again, a fairly unique premise yeah. and. I, and I love he's the anti-Will Ferrell, much yeah. like the Jim Carrey and Eternal Sunshine. This is the anti-Will Ferrell. Yeah, and he is not doing comedy, comedy as he, yeah, as he has the, been doing. And he's I, the I introvert. Liked he's the quiet introvert, yeah. and who's opened up by the extrovert Maggie Chung. Yeah, it it but, shows uh, he is a he is a really good actor. Yeah, I just. Don't get his com- like. I will give. No, him I will not forgive the- him for bewitched <laughs> or semi-pro. Uh, I, I will give him the other guys. I, I watched that and I that makes my liked, teeth hurt. I, I I liked him in that. So him doing that type of comedy, mm-hmm. he's not going too far. He's not being the idiot. Yeah. That is the things I have problems. I watched that yeah. film very hungover on New Year's Day, so <laughs> that probably wasn't the best time to see that movie. But I had no patience for that movie. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it another try at some well, point. All right. Well, you but. got Will Ferrell. 
not being a complete no. idiot, he's and just being got, a bit Yeah, naive. you got Marky Mark, yeah. Yeah, you got Mark Wahlberg, and Steve Coogan makes a few appearances. So All right, but... Uh, maybe worth rewatching. Elf, I mean, not only do you have Will Ferrell, you have legend <laughs> James Caan. Yeah. Come on, James Caan, whose favorite film decade is the 70s. I love me some Jimmy Caan. And Bob Newhart, I mean... My family religiously watched Newhart and then the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watched I, those at all, but I, I have I not mean, seen them, but I have heard of them. He fantastic, is, yeah. even though they pull the wool over your eyes in one of those shows with the finale. Some of you know what I'm talking about, but uh, you got Ed Asner in there. You know Mary Steenburgen. And if anyone has listened to a couple of these podcasts, if you didn't have enough reasons. Zoe Deschanel. There it is. We it. We know my feelings on Zoe. Call me. Still. Please. But, yeah. Not digging the hair. Not not really, you know, a fan of the blonde hair, but she does her own singing, which I love. Her duo, she and him. I Fantastic records. Old right. classical music. Not classical, yeah. but classical stylings. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, does the singing of, you know, Baby It's Cold Outside when, you know, Will Ferrell joins in and, yeah. <laughs> and just, it's cold out, you know, and, ah, get out of here, you know, great. Even though the Santa Claus is coming to town at the end, I thought it was a little schmaltzy. But, schmaltzy in a Christmas film? No. No. It's kind of a standard of Christmas films. It has to be given a certain pass. I you know, know. they're going to hit you with it at some point. We all need to love each other, arms around, sing. And, that is but, actually one of the reasons why Christmas films as a whole I'm generally not too fond mm-hmm. of, mainly because there's always mm-hmm. that message of, yeah. oh, be good to each yeah, other. I think we, I think we both like the challenge of having to think and maybe not always having things tied up into a neat little bow, things yeah. ending unpleasantly or in, in an ambiguous or vague nature. But, you know, that's very rarely the case in a Christmas film. Yeah, if at all. <laughs> I'm not sure I can think of a yes. single one. Uh-huh. But, uh, maybe a Nightmare Before Christmas, I don't know. Yeah. I would have to say, once again, top two, probably my favorite Christmas film. Right. It's just one I will watch over and over and over and over. I have a, a friend of mine... Heather, I want to give a shout out to that. We will quote this forever and ever, just all year round, <laughs> not just Christmas time. Just answer the phone, Brian. Brian Clausen, what's your favorite color? <laughs> and walking through the grocery store, seeing the Keebler Grams. What's a Christmas Gram? I want one. You know, just line after line, and you know it just so much. Uh, I love the innocence of the character right. mainly. Uh, the the note he writes when he's done enough damage to the family that I'm sorry I ruined your lives and crammed 11 cookies into the VCR. <laughs> it's just, love it. And uh, just, you know, um, I love the four major food groups, you know, candy, 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 candy yeah. corns, and uh, syrup, you know. It's like, oh, you really love sugar, don't you? Is there sugar in syrup? Yes. Then yes. <laughs> I will stop myself. I promise. Uh, okay. Get something to smack me. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> Not your hand. Yeah, something's like, but, uh, yeah. And then Bob Hart as Papa Elf, who allows him to go on this journey to find his real father, who lives in the Big Apple. You know, and yeah. it's just a fantastic, wonderful, heartwarming film. I don't know if there's more to say for it. From my end, if you have anything to add on that. Well, I would just say, again, this is another one where my wife really likes this film. Mm-hmm. It, it's up there for her as favorite Christmas film. 
and although she she's more of a Wolf Hell film uh, <laughs> fan than I am, as, as am I. Yeah. Uh, so I I originally tried to watch it and just couldn't. Like it, it was, I saw it as Will Ferrell doing Will Ferrell as he normally does, and I couldn't do it. I got to see it again recently. I watched an hour, an hour and ten minutes of it, around about the time where he starts to call the little person, if we're going PC. Peter Dinklage, yeah. An elf, and they yeah. did a whole thing. And Call me elf one more time. You're an elf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're he an elf. He must be a selfish but yeah, I, so I, I saw it today and then I kind of jumped off at that point. I don't think it's a bad film. It's just definitely one of those ones where it's not really for me. It's not aimed at me. It's, That's fair <laughs> enough. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, solid performances from everyone in it. I can't fault the people in it. No. Yeah, and not, it has a great, great supporting cast and just small bits by Artie Lang, Kyle Gass of Tenacious D. You got Andy Richter in there. Phazon Love as the department store manager, yeah. and yeah, Amy Sedaris who works in Jim Jimmy Khan's office. And yeah. Amy Sedaris is just a genius as far as comedy, and then uh, <laughs> Peter Dinklage, you know, unfortunately for short people who usually gets the job <laughs> when there's a well, role. Well, I was saying that there's three: there's him, there's Vern Troyer, and then there's Deep Roy. Uh, who, uh, and in, if, in case you're yeah. not aware, Deep Roy would be the Oompa Loompas in the Oh, the, uh, the Indian uh, guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah and... Who I'm sure a little people aren't a big fan of because he, <laughs> cause they duplicated him in that Yeah, yeah he Johnny played Depp every thing. single one of those. Yeah, which we'll get to in the Tim Burton thing <laughs> to call back to that. But yeah, love it, love it, love it. Love Ed Asner as Santa. I know that guy. I know that guy. I know him. I know him. As I misquoted it. That's not uh, Santa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that scene always made me grow. Just to, that's not Santa. It's too innocent for me, I think, uh, that character. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, come on. When he sees the world's greatest cup of coffee in the window. Yeah. Come on. That is. Don't we all strive to just I, be that innocent and pure? And I will say... That's good writing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best cup of coffee, yeah. yeah. And he, the idea, like, when he goes on the date with Jovi, that that is a place to go because it is the it world's is the best world's cup best. of coffee. Yeah. Close your eyes. It's like a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Bit nutty. <laughs> Tastes like shit. <laughs> it is shit. Oh, there's not oh, just me. Oh, movie references. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I think we're about ready to wrap up our holiday special. Oh, we might yeah, want yeah. to... Uh, do our naughty and nice list here real quick. All right. Well, um, why don't you go first, then? Okay. I, and I don't... I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not going to have mention every movie we talked about, but the ones I feel strongly on... Let's start off with the naughty. <laughs> not getting a lump of coal would be Home Alone for me. <laughs> All right. The Grinch modern version. <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey version. Eight Crazy Nights. Jingle All the Way, of course. <laughs> you get a whole sack full of coal. Uh, um... Am I leaving any out? The Santa Claus didn't really work for me. And I think I said Eight Crazy Nights. Would you like to cover your naughty list? Yeah, sure. My naughty list. crossover, I'm sure. Well, Home Alone I'm putting in there just because I would say the two saving people would be the burglars. Everyone else Mm -hmm. is either... Daniel Stern and Andrew Betty, yeah. Everyone else is either a complete idiot or Mm. over the top. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, yeah that, I I don't see the the fact that it's done at Christmas. Mm. It kind of 
just means it has to be in the Christmas yeah. thing. Yeah. Like that, I, I don't, mm. I don't have much love for that film. I would say Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation. I don't want to watch that again. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah, okay. I, I can't. You're free to leave the country, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it's a bad film. I just you want to though. You want yeah, to. I just don't want to watch that again. That's it was fair. for me. It was boring. Which. With the exception of that, the couple of bits that uh, talked about, and I don't think that's ever a good thing for a film. <laughs> is, I and I will agree, Jingle All the Way is mm-hmm. definitely in the naughty list. However, it's almost a guilty pleasure for me in that. If it's on, you are I'll probably on watch that. a scene or two. Okay. But, but mainly just to see Phil Hartman mm-hmm. being a complete arsehole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that film, Saving Grace, is Phil Hartman, if that's the only reason you ever watch yeah. it. And... Uh, Real quickly, uh, making it onto my nice list would be Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Just one of the most innovative movies of its day and still. And I will go ahead and throw Christmas Vacation in there. All right. No, fair, uh, enough, fair enough. I could even qualify that as a guilty pleasure. Uh, not okay. to the extent of Jingle All the Way. But yeah. <laughs> I will say I smile through the parts now. I don't laugh. Hey, um, yeah. it, it is... The test of time is yeah. washing away, you know, the erosion that's taken place somewhat. But it's still forming. there. The but it's still forming, and it's still there for me, and it's, you know, still a little bit of that, that nostalgia factor, a little sentimentality. I will go uh, Christmas Story, just, I think, one of the funniest and one of the best pieces of Americana as far as film goes. And, I mean, just a classic. Scrooged, my favorite telling of uh, A Christmas Carol. And just, you know, Bill Murray doing what Bill Murray does. Yeah. And can't go wrong. And... Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. I did not understand your notes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, wrong, uh, wrong side there. Sorry. And I will go ahead and say, I think I'm just leaving out Elf, yep. which is probably, by and large, my favorite. It probably varies with the Christmas story, given the time of year, but Elf is one of those I think I can watch... 365 days a year Christmas story feels weird right. outside of that time frame for me yeah, uh, as, as with Christmas Vacation yeah. but Elf I mean Are you can't go wrong for me Elf I would say it's very much a, the story of him learning to find himself rather than the fact that it's Christmas which is what Vacation is obviously yeah so. it's the Christmas setting and with you know he's an elf yeah. <laughs> an adoptive elf but still an elf and your nice list alright well some of them you've already mentioned that Screws. I would say, for me, my favorite Christmas film. Just because it's Bill Murray giving the comedy, and it's a solid portrayal of a Christmas yeah. cow. Mm-hmm. Which it, most people would probably say is, yeah. a, is a quintessential Christmas It is, tale. yeah. I was just, yeah, just going to chime in with that. It's like what you think of when you think of a heartwarming Christmas tale. Yeah, yeah I, I would not say that I'm normally for a heartwarming Christmas tale. <laughs> but the Christmas cow, mm-hmm. done, done right, mm-hmm. yeah, can be very good. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, again, very good. Mm-hmm. I will actually. I have actually put the Santa Claus one on this list because no matter when it's on, I'll watch it because I think Tim Allen's good in it. I like some of the jokes that go into it. I really like the psychiatrist that is marrying the ex-wife. Mm. Just how much everyone wants to punch the guy. The sequels, as we said earlier, just. To... But yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> and then I. I have to put this in just because I know a lot of American listeners won't have seen it, but the English thing, like Frosty, whatever, The Snowman is only 30 minutes long. It is 
fantastic animation in Old Star. I want everyone that's listening to this that hasn't seen it to watch it. And that that's why it's in there. Because it's just, Fair enough. It's just Fair one enough. Of those I can't fault you. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if, when you do see it, you probably will fall. You'll, you'll be yeah. like, really? That was terrible. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter uh, with what you feel we've left out, uh, yeah. what you agree with. Uh, what you, you don't know. agree with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of that, but... You know, your favorites and why, you know, in 140 characters or less. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, if you absolutely can't keep up with that. You can't be uh, brief. Yeah, and uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, that'll do it for us for today. Yep, and remember, if you see gum on the street, leave it there. It isn't free candy. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Yeah.